like it. All right, man. Uh, we're live. Hello, my name is Nestor, and I'm joined here by Henry, and this is uh, the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast, uh, episode number 70. Whew. 70. Number 70. Uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. What's up, man? You're back fresh from the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, from the Yay Area, coming to you live back in L.A. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, enjoyed the final the final lap of uh, international fixtures. I think we, we there might be a few more. Is that it? I think it I think up that's today. it, man. Um, yeah, think fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed most of it. I gotta be honest for obvious reasons. But most of my teams did decent, or teams that I like. And you know, I know on on some other ends the the feeling was on the contrary, right? But. I thought we learned a lot from this transfer. I mean, transfer from this uh, international window, and I think that's a good word, a good place to start. What were you surprised by the most in this international window? Because I think there's a few things that we could point to. Well, I'm surprised that the lack of VAR for so many confederation or federations. Yeah, it is a bit troubling. So many regions, uh, and uh, it's a. Uh, it's kind of an issue now. Now we're we're got we've gotten so used to it that that when you see something as as impactful as uh, as VAR to something as important as uh, the World Cup, you're like, hold on a second, why the fuck is this missing? Yeah, and I understand it's a logistics thing, it's a money thing, but FIFA. Yeah. How are you gonna tell me UEFA has it but Coca-Cola doesn't? How are you gonna tell me that Gourmet Ball has it but uh, CAF doesn't have it? Yeah, I don't even know about the uh, the Asian region. Probably I'm, I'm not. sure they do. Oh, maybe maybe because they have a, such a good uh, relationship with technology, and you know, <laughs> and I mean that in the most honest way. But you know, I think uh, well, it's gonna be it's gonna start to be used in the second round of qualification um, that's left. So you know, that's the good news. But the bad news is that there's been mistakes that have been clear and they weren't rectified, and it's always gonna be a sour taste. But I think now that, that most of the world does have VAR, it just makes you realize how important it actually is. Because you see examples yeah. of, well, that should have gone to VAR and that should have been called correctly. Mm-hmm. But the issue still prevails that you could have VAR and referees can still make the decision not to even look at it, you know? And that's that's just the honest truth. Because uh, there's been moments in, even in, in leagues where they use VAR where it still doesn't get used properly. I wonder why VAR, and I know this is a, a kind of a separate issue, uh, but I wonder why VAR isn't like a centralized hub. Thing. Yeah, like VAR is a team at, at the at the venue. So yeah. let's say there's a final and it's at Wembley. The teams at Wembley, it's not like at the VAR headquarters or the referee oh, yeah. headquarters. That, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So there can be some consistency, and there can be some some sort of hey 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 hey. Yeah. You have to check this. Right. Like right. referee, you have to. Like but, I don't care if you won't feel like it. You have to check it. Yeah. Well, in, in any- their defense, they need to be separated from the game in order to adjust to any match fixing that's going on. That's my conspiracy. Uh, now, I'm not saying that's true, but I think that uh, lack of transparency by not having the team there leads people to believe things like that. Because somebody that, that doesn't get any accountability, by the way, for making the calls on whether to look at VAR or not, they don't get scrutinized. Instead, the, the, the referee on the pitch does. So... Yeah, I'd love that for 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 VAR teams to come to the stadiums. But Whereas, they always come after after the game, and they're like, "Well, the they ref, cleared up. The, yeah. the ref chose not to." Like Michael Oliver is always going to take the brunt of it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. exactly. But um, yeah, that that was a, that's a good um, 
that's a good example. I mean, uh, it, for me, my surprise was uh, to see some teams not qualify yet uh, for yeah. the World Cup. Oh you know, obviously, God, like yeah. like Serbia being beating Portugal, that was a shocker, and mm-hmm. it's you know that one reverberated through the through the sports world. You know, for a lot of reasons, not only for well, yeah, I mean, if you, okay, Cinderella so Serbia's story. guaranteed their ticket to the World Cup. Yeah, and you look at a team like Portugal is completely fucking stacked. They're decked out. They're stacked. Yeah, and. For them to be like, oh, they might not make it. And Italy's yeah. kind of might not make it. And Netherlands actually qualified with ease. So, like, it's just crazy how the panoramic of of World Cup qualifying is different than what we may have perceived. Because I was thinking favorites, right? Favorites. Obviously, England look like the hottest team in Europe right now. Up there with France and Spain. I don't know if we can agree with that. Um, I know the hottest Germany, team, form-wise, I would say, yeah, Spain, Spain deserves. But in terms of talent and stuff, I don't... Well, I know, I'm looking at yeah. more from a results perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I know, I know England is pretty yeah, yeah. shit countries, yeah, but, form. but yeah. they've they've dominated. Um, and I'm not they've to done say, what they have to do. Yeah, like you want you want an England to beat San Marino eight to zero. You don't want them to beat them two to one or something. And that's that's what I'm saying yeah. because England of old was winning these games, but in murky circumstances. I mean, now we're getting ten nil results. I mean, double digits, and I think England look very good. Whereas teams like Portugal, I think, are suffering from a bad manager. We've gone back to this since the Euros. We've been saying that yeah. homeboy is too old. He's outdated. No energy. They, they, Portugal has such a like a honeycomb of great managers that they can just extract and, and plug in. Young Shit, guys, dude. Even even, even, Nuno. even Nuno right now. Yeah. Oh, dude, he'd uh, be so good. Yeah. Uh, and did you see the the post game where Ronaldo was kind of giving shit to uh, uh, Santos? Yeah. And it, like, come on, yeah. man. Ah, come on, dog. Come, come on, like, Bro- it, brother, respect your elders. <laughs> He's your elder, it, bro. It, it, Santos has been a nincompoop that's been falling upwards for. For five years now. Yeah, he's getting the Roy Hodgson treatment. Ever since the Euros of the 16, where they kind of flopped into a win, they got so outplayed and happened to win that match because of an Eder, you know, miracle. (laughs) Masterclass, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to see that Portugal isn't guaranteed just yet. Yeah. Um, Do we know who they're going to play in the playoff? Or not yet? No, not yet. Uh, Imagine Italy and uh, Portugal for for the playoff. Oh, that'd be crazy. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy that Italy, as the European champions, is not making the World Cup so far. I think that's crazy. They were great up until World Cup qualifying started. I mean, we're talking about the best record in Europe up, up until that point. Only best one record loss. as far as, like, wins or not losing. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and, and that not losing means that you drew games that you probably shouldn't have. Yeah, which could be true, but I mean, they were, I would say in terms of form, the hottest team in Europe. Like, even even if not playing the most attractive football, but results. Mancini, best manager really in international fixtures in, in Europe. And now, after the Euros, even up until the Euros, they were playing kind of sus at times. But after the Euros, I mean, they've just been uh, un- unreliable, really. I mean, their their lack of creativity has always been an issue because they're so good defensively. But now it just looks like if Kaze isn't on the ball, that team is is very, very dead. You uh, know? Chiro Immobile is kind of up there in age. Yeah, he is. Insigne is, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Insigne. I like him, but uh, he, he needs like a, a, a strong supporting cast, and he's not getting that currently. And not to mention that even despite me like alluding to their defense, 
that defense is kind of going through its own renaissance, if you will. They're kind of a sum of their parts, too. Yeah, and no, I'm saying because Kalini... They don't have that star, and Chiesa, and, yeah, he yeah. might be on his way there, but he's not... Oh, but he's good. I really he's not like the finished him. article yet. He's he's a top player, though. He I, is, I like yeah, he is, and he's well on his way, but, you know, Italy might need another one, two, or three more of those guys yeah, to, to, really, to really convince me that they're on the same level as Portugal and... Uh, England and Spain in the future. Germany looks pretty good now that we here and there. You know, yeah. speaking of uh, fascist countries, fascist they're actually histories. getting a little bit better. Yeah, because they were, they had a bad Euros, but since then they've they've. Uh, it feels like they're refreshed. Yeah, definitely. And they didn't even have Werner, and uh, I feel like they're missing somebody else. But Sane is playing, playing his best good. season in like two, like three or four years now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's playing he's playing really well because he's getting the minutes to play now. You know, he's not really hampered by injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his first spell of healthiness for over a year now. Right, right. And it's really starting to show. I think we're starting to see glimpses of what he, his potential was back at City. Yeah, yeah. He still has, a, I think, just a consistency to work on, right? Once he gets that going, I think then he, he gets back into the, the conversation of elite, elite wingers in the world. And I'm talking about absolutely world-class, which I, which I think he can. Top five. He can be, and mm-hmm. he's always shown that. But, yeah, we're, you just got to see if he can keep that up. Uh, history isn't too kind, but I think he can, you know, and especially in the Bundesliga, I feel like he has that luxury of not having to exert himself 100%. That's a physical league, man. It's those not are, as physical as the Prem. Because they actually, I've noticed that they allow much more time on the ball. Uh, not all teams, but a lot of them do. And you see that in Serie A as well. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's I don't think it compares to the Prem really in terms of physicality and, and like, uh, you know, wear and tear on players. Especially, especially with the styles that are being played these days. But I mean, I think he'll continue. Yeah, I, I think everything is in his favor. All the the Deadwood, the older players that were occupying positions, not only on Germany and by and Bayern, which can almost be used synom- synonymously at times. Uh, you know, the, the Deadwood is leaving there, which you know, I'd be like the Mullers of the world, Lewandowski's. So he has all the the chance to become a world class player again. Um, and I, I'm rooting for him as a City fan. You know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Germany, Germany are kind of sneaking their way into past the dark horse territory. Yeah, well, I don't. I think Germany will always be Germany in terms of having that depth and that that class in football. But they, in, in the grand scheme, though, and this is unfair of me, but I hold them to these standards because they are World Cup champs and they won Euros before and stuff. Right now, they they're not a finals team yet. Like they they're missing pieces. On defense is a big glaring area. They've they've prone to be unreliable there. Uh, keeper situation, despite having great keepers historically. Hey, they sound a lot like Spain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, Spain have actually gotten into late tournaments. Dis, you know, despite that, and they have a, a renaissance of players coming in as well. And I'm saying Germany, it's still a work in progress because they're very much a, a fractured team in that regards. Where where they're still kind of relying on some of the old guys. And don't have ready-made youngsters that are really killing it right now. I mean, there's a few Havertz, Wirtz, right? Players like that, Musa, Musaila, but you know, still very raw. Nabri, so. Sane's still fairly young, right? Mm, not as young as you'd think, but yeah, he's like, like 25, 26. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and I know that's young. <laughs> I mean, that's not young anymore in football though. When players are getting ah, their man. debuts at seventeen, like a whole decade later, I'm not considering you young anymore. I guess. But you know, it's it's interesting because. I think this is the moment that they should be playing their best football at, between the age of like 25 and 29 is really where it should be the Mount Everest of your trajectory. Other players are freaks in nature like Ronaldo and Messi, 
I, I don't know. That's hard and, to compare. And you know, I think a lot of people's perspectives are skewed on, on fuck. He's not a. He's not starting for Real Madrid at at twenty. He's garbage. It's like, whoa, man! Like these guys really did a number on your perspective for players. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, everybody kind of matures at their own rate as well. Some players are late blossomers and have long careers. So, well, I mean, if if we go, I mean, I just mentioned Gnabry. You know, he was con- he was playing for uh, um, West Brom, Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal reject. You never thought that he'd be starting for Bayern Munich. Right, right. No, yeah. I mean, and and he he really made the best out of his situation. But yeah, I mean that 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 way for um, you know World Cup qualifying playoff and whoever they play, you know Italy and these teams, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's just still kind of like we're mentioning all these great teams: Portugal, Spain, Italy, England, Germany, uh, France. But you know, it's still kind of uninteresting sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the time, most of the time. I'd say most of the time. It's it's just that right now the way the format is made, the best teams aren't playing against the best teams. It's um, it's not like the nations league. They're divided into that. different groups. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah, that that prevents the best teams from playing each other at a consistent, consistently. Right, right. There's just so many European countries, and in order to give everybody a fair shake, you know, you you have to separate them a bit, or you know, group them off. But I wonder if if UEFA would benefit from from acknowledging, like, okay, you have these coefficients. Uh, I would say seven or eight of those countries are top ten, right? Yeah. Like seven or eight of the top ten countries in the world are in Europe. Oh. So, and, and with that much... That's... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's really hard to d- debate that. But six or seven, six well, in the six, top ten in the, in the rankings. I mean, yeah, in the coefficient yeah, yeah. rankings. Right. Which, you know. which, by the way, I've never been a fan of. Not because I don't think they're true or they're valid, but they lag to be accounted for the, because the teams have to be in a run of form in over in order to. It's not like live rankings. It's based on like the last year or the last two years and how far you got in last year's tournament. So it's not very revealing. I feel like there is a lag on it. But yeah, definitely. Because if you beat a good team, you get a lot of points. But if you lose to a good team, you don't lose that many points. That's Yeah, that's one <laughs> thing. And the end, yeah. like some, some results aren't put into account um, meaningfully enough, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's like you can beat a team twice in a tournament and you're, they'll, they'll still be ranked ahead of you. I feel like at times, yeah, the, 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 the points for beating a team... Not only in your region, but uh, that is a ranking above you. It, it really takes a lot of wins and a lot of bad form from the team on top for the rankings to really shuffle, you know? Because you look at some of the teams, it's like they have no business being up there. And I don't have the list in front of me, but like certain teams, like I was seeing Tunisia was was in the top 30. Really? And Algeria is not even in the top 50. Mm-hmm. I really don't understand that. But And this is where I mean that the, the UEFA or the FIFA rankings, they're very weird. I will say, but overall, I mean, you do get a good idea of who's the best yeah. of the best, and yeah. Europe definitely dominates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my point is, is out of those five, six, seven of the top ten that are in Europe, since it's so concentrated, but you still have those teams playing against Andorra, San Marino, um, I don't know, Moldova, Bulgaria, whatever, whatever it is. Right. You know, I really think that they need to consider restructuring that and. You know, getting a playoff into like a real contenders of the World Cup. 
But now that it's expanding to more teams, you there's no reason it. to do that. You can't, yeah. And I, you know what? Despite it being shit for entertainment, which I agree, I, I don't enjoy it really. It's fair. I, I It is fair to everyone. Because yeah. it's, and it's the fair thing, but it's I'm going to be honest, for, for the spectacle of it, that's why I like the Nations League more. Because the Nations League, the best teams were playing the best teams routinely. And you got a good idea of who's who and who really is the, the best of the best, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for entertainment's sake, it hasn't been good. Enjoyed Conmebol and CONCACAF much more. And we had some pretty big results in, in both regions. Um, I don't know where you want to start off, obviously. I mean, Let's leave the best for last, huh? Uh, but that's what everybody <laughs> wants to hear. But I feel it. I we mean, should have let off with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. We'll, we'll leave it for last now because we're going to need everybody to tune in. This is, this is a special episode. Yeah, I know. This is like a... a, a you know, your artist, your favorite artist at a festival. And they're yeah. saving the best song that you want to listen to for the end. Yeah. Or yeah. towards the end anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Uruguay is in danger of not making it as well. From yeah. Where we were on that kind of subject. Uruguay is, you know, a, a South American historic powerhouse. And uh, they just haven't been able to, to put it together long enough to get any uh, decent run of form or any results, really. And I think I'll be the first to say that they kind of stink anyway. They have a, a great players, great individuals, just not enough of them. Uh, right now, if we, if we want to talk world-class players, there's like, you can count them on one hand. And and some of them are past their prime. They're over the hill. <laughs> some um, of them? <laughs> yeah. Well, like half like half of them. Let's say I, I consider Fede Valverde world-class. I still consider yeah. Jimenez world-class. Yeah. Um, and then the other half, I guess the other two would be Suarez. And Cavani, who are washed, right? I don't know. Can you consider those two world ca- class? I meant Jimenez and Valverde. I oh, think they're I, on the cusp. Oh, well, I, I think they're... Okay, like, if I were to put it to you this way, if we're making an all-Colmebol team, they're making the team, if that makes sense. Like, Not starting. I think Valverde deserves to start. Uh, and maybe I'm... I don't know. I just... I, maybe I'm kind of biased because I like the way he plays, but obviously you got Casemiro, Valverde... And then Leo Paredes from Argentina. I don't know who else. There's, I mean, Fred from Brazil. <laughs> I, 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 I no that, that okay okay all right. But I think Fede Valverde is changed my class, mind. But I, I I just think that. And then Jimenez off the strength. You know he's he's uh, baby Golin. You know he he plays really well. He's at the a top club in in the world. Has been in you know Champions League finals, won titles. I consider him world class. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. They're they're very on the fringe of it, but yeah, yeah. And 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 these aren't like you know solid terms. These are just kind of they're kind of vague. They they yeah. encapsulate a lot. But yeah, Uruguay has been has flound- they're floundering because they're there's too many holes in that boat. You know, there's too many holes and they're they're too big for for Jimenez and Valverde and and these players that we're mentioning uh, to cover. But you know that being said, teams like Peru have really stepped up and they've been surprising because. They've gone through a period of of a drought, you could say. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of surprised by Peru because they they made their first World Cup in a long time uh, in 2018. Right. And then they they did okay in the following Copa America, but then you know you felt like the team got old. They they lost Guerrero, and there was really no one obvious to pick it up. But you know somehow they still stay relevant, and I think they're managed fantastically by. Um, 
Oh man, I should know his name. Uh, I, I thought you're talking about the oh my pale, god, the pale looking bloke, right? Yeah, he's blonde. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I, I fuck, I know this. Yeah, no, but you know, if I were to reference another team in South America, who Peru today reminds oh, me, Mareca. There you Ma- go. Yeah, Mareca. Uh, I think uh, they remind me a lot of Chile. Obviously, without the superstardom yet, but the the style of play they have, like they're just dogs. If you watch yeah. their games. They they challenge every ball hard oh, physically. Man, Farfan, Carrillo. Yeah, man, those Carrillo. guys are those guys are players. Studs. Yeah, I mean th- those are the kind of guys that they need to d- redevelop and you know into some youngsters, 18, 19, 20 year olds to carry that team forward. But in terms of mentality and and playing as a cohesive unit, uh, Peru is very good. And and don't be surprised if they make it into the World Cup. Hey, I would not be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Rui Diaz Peruvian from uh, Sounders? Ah, Rui Diaz. Yeah. Uh, I forget. No, I, I want to say he's not, but I might be wrong. Oh yeah, he is. He, oh, is, he is. Oh okay, okay. He's yeah. He's got like those Peruvian features. He does look Peruvian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. He's a good player. He's decent. I like him. He's a you know he's he scores some fucking bangers in the MLS. Like mm-hmm. memorable player for sure. You know, uh, MLS has this uh, tendency for really finding some top uh, South American talent these days. I have to say. Yeah, uh, across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, sticking to Conmebol, you know, th- those games were, or those teams we mentioned are the surprising ones, I think. And at the top, it's Brazil and, and Argentina, obviously squaring off. They tied just recently. Nil nil. Nil nil. But I mean, world class sides. I, I did see Vinicius's uh, rainbow flick. By the way, I love that. I love that. I love that side of him. And that sort of panache. Yeah, that that kind of stuff definitely wins me over. But you know, like I said, I think he's justifying his position right now to uh, to Tete. And I've also have to say I love love Lucas Paqueta's performances so far for Brazil. And obviously Neymar puts the team on his back. Recently, I, I tweeted like Neymar for me is going to go down as the best Brazilian. He's currently shit. Gonna, he's he's about to lead in goals and he's about to lead in all time assists. Those two alone and and just what he's brought to the team. It's a longevity thing too because he's played the most games out if of we, all the guys. Yeah. If we look at it in terms of, this is gonna sound like so old head of me or your dot, but I still I, I can't agree with that because right. he's he's been there since he was I I think like seventeen eighteen maybe even sixteen I'm not sure. Right. So, you know, he's gotten that, that run of actual length, whereas Brazilians have a tendency to either get injured or fall into a party. I think only a few players haven't, like Rivaldo or Roberto Carlos, Cafu. Um, but all the other guys, like Adriano, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo. Uh, um, Pelé. <laughs> Pelé. Well, Pelé, too. Um, uh, who's the, sh- the, sh- the short one? Oh, Romario. Oh, Romario. Yeah. Uh, Rivaldo. I think you said Rivaldo. Rivaldo, yeah, he had a pretty good long career. You know, but a lot of those guys, man, they didn't, they didn't have that sort of uh, longevity, which which is a positive thing about Neymar. I guess I can't knock him for yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think it's impressive because he, despite the stats he's amassed, he's played a lot of games, but there's been a lot of games he's missed Yeah, as well. he's missed passages of time. He'll, he'll miss three or four months at a time. Yeah, so the statistical output, to me, I have to respect it. But like I say, when, when Neymar is on the field, he makes you feel like he is the best player in the world. When, he's ex- when he has these moments of magic... Where it'll span through like twenty minutes of him just. I, being I felt every, like he was going to make it for the Copa America right. on his own. He yeah, was, he put he the was team like, on his back. He was dragging that team by the by the uh, by the cuff of the shirt. I know, and and, and it was. And that's what I mean. It's nice to see, and he's a real leader. 
And even I feel like like and this is a typical Brazilian thing, but he hasn't even applied himself as much as he could have if he wanted to approach I think so, it, yeah. approach it from a professional perspective, like Ronaldo Cristiano. I, I remember seeing like they had like this fake boxing face off between him and Ronaldo. Yeah, and even though Neymar is obviously like a skinny dude, pretty lean, he's kind of soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can tell that dude does not lift weights at all. Yeah, he's kind of like me, basically. <laughs> you know, if he applied himself, worked hard, I mean, he'd probably be twice the player. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's part of what makes him so special, too. You know, but what's up with him grabbing his mom's ass? Uh, well, it's a cultural thing. You know, in Central America, <laughs> we're kind of like that. But I guess I'll leave that for the, uh, you know. The Oedipus Complex pod? Ed- yeah, the Oedipus complex, the complex pod, you know, the... Uh, social tendencies pod but uh (laughs) yeah no i mean neymar never never shy of controversy with him as well but i think uh he's kind of earned that right to say if i'm not the best in in brazil ever i'm definitely in the conversation yeah and i think that's something that most people can agree on you know and now that you bring that up and maybe this has nothing to do with anything but there, there was a lot of talk about um, Messi being injured for the last couple weeks for PSG. Right. And all of a sudden, he's well enough to travel like 20,000 miles to, to to South America to, to, play, yeah. to play some international football. It's been spoken about a lot. He has a clause in his contract with PSG like, hey, if I, if I decide I want to play for the, for the national team, you guys cannot stand in my way. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? About him not being, not fulfilling his duties, not being able to fulfill his duties with his net, with his club team, but you know, risking it all to play for his country. I think, um, I, I think it depends what what perspective you want to see it in. Because if you're Argentinian, you love that, you love that a lot. Especially how you know bad he's looked at PSG and how bad the chemistry has been in in terms of link up with his teammates it just just looks like it's not it's not working out for him it looks foreign to him but i think i have no problem with that maybe if i'm a psg fan i might feel different but uh you know i think it's always like it it looks really cool it looks really looks really cool it's very like respectable when a player has passion to play for the national team rather rather than seeing it as a chore which there are players that i've seen both sides of the spectrum and this is the reason why I love the U- a lot of the U.S. players uh, recently. They they have a newfound passion for playing for the national team. And I get that same sensation with, with Messi. And I don't get that same sensation with Neymar anymore. I don't know if you heard his recent comments like a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, this is probably going to be my last uh, major tournament with, with Brazil. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. probably going to go into, you know, the, the cool waters after that and just relax, see out the rest of my well, career. Well, I just feel like he doesn't look at football like that anymore yeah, yeah. anyway. Probably. I think he's been fed up with a lot of things because he's he's also he gets scapegoated a lot too. He gets demonized in the media. Yeah, he's not your typical dude, but um, but yeah, no, I don't have a problem with Messi doing that, especially at this point in his career. Every every last game he gets with Argentina is is as is worth more than gold because uh, that you know uh, the father, legacy yeah. legacy and father time is knocking. Very, he's there already. First knock is about to hit the wood, so. It's time for him to, yeah, just kind of enjoy every chance he can get. Because he's going to be able to play club football for as long as he wants. If I'm honest, if he wants to play until 39, 40, he can. I'm not, yeah. I doubt he will, but, yeah. you know, he can. Because every team is going to just bend over backwards for Messi. Uh, but, yeah, no, yeah. I, I love it. And this kind of takes me back to the whole thing we spoke about last week with uh, with uh, Tuchel. Tuchel's comments about Pulisic. He's like, hey, you know, I hope they don't play him too much. Yeah. You know, I hope he doesn't get re-injured. And 
I can understand that from a club's perspective, one hundred percent. But you also got to think about the 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 national team too. They're like, hold on a second, we have a major tournament coming up too. This is our main guy. No shit, we want to preserve his legs. Yeah, you know, with the same thing with Pulisic. Of course, we want to fucking take care of him. Why wouldn't we? Right, right. It's you know, like, yeah, like, I was thinking about that today, too. It's like, like, you're not putting him on the field to purposely injure him. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not wearing his legs out week in, week out. I'm not playing him against fucking Burnmouth like you would. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, those guys are there to chop wood. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we, we're looking forward to a tournament to do our best. And you have a, a league in a season. We're going to try and take care of our guy just as much as you're going to try and take care of him, too. Yeah, and I doubt Tuchel has those comments for Werner or Havertz when they're going to play for Germany because he knows better. Well, why would he? Yeah, he's German. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's a bit hypocritical on his part, but I, I will say that nothing was sweeter than watching Pulisic make an impact as soon as he came off the bench. I wasn't even thinking so much of the U.S. I was thinking more like, yeah, look at that Tuchel. Um, <laughs> like just, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's been given the short end of the stick. Should, in we, get, terms should of, we go there now? I might as well. I mean, uh I, uh, I, I'd love to. I'd love to get into the thick of things. It, see, so a lot of the times when we talk about a game of two halves, um, but you know that that's that can be a lazy assessment because one half heavily, heavily outweighed the other in this match. USA versus Mexico, and uh, I, I want to say that Mexico. Was pretty good. They were, they were right in the first half. That's what that was their best half. It, yeah, it for was sure. it was competitive. You know, Mexico actually had pretty good chances. A few good ones, yeah. And then the second half came, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. The the that midfield of the U.S. I think it took over. I think this is the best midfield I've seen in. I I can't I literally can't remember like in since we've had prime Michael Bradley and prime Jermaine Jones running the show. I, I just want to quickly, like, take my hats off to, to Yunus Musa. Uh, for me, him at the six uh, for the U.S. was massive, man. I, I got to say, the kid's really talented. Uh, nice, nice, proficient dribble on him. And, you know, just very efficient. Weston McKinney, not enough things can be said about him. Uh, guy's, a, guy's a machine. Has a, has a nose for goal and for link-up play. And Tyler Adams is as, as great as a workman as we've seen in U.S. colors, so... Uh, that that kind of a battle with a more aging Mexico midfield, who's still talented but just doesn't have the legs, I think that's where the battle was lost for for Mexico. And in other in other areas of the field, I gotta say that Tim Weah, man, uh, I I thought it was his best game in a U.S. shirt, and I even came up with a chant for him uh, while I was watching it. It goes. Boom, boom, boom. Now everybody say, well, well. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> so next time we go to a U.S. match, I'm going to break that one out. But anyways, uh, I thought that way I was amazing. And um, I will say uh, my heart did sink. I was scared when Chucky Lozano gets the ball on the counterattack in the first half. I thought he was off to the races. Uh, Walker Zimmerman didn't walk. He ran. He sprinted with all his fucking might just to get there for the block. Or to, to, to attempt a block to uh, make him struggle to shoot. And then uh, Zach Steffen made a decent save. And, and that was really the most threatened. Yeah, he made, a, he made a good save. Um, you know, and then there I was thought... A, there was another shot that... Uh, yeah. I, I, say... I think, no, I think, I think Chucky, too. Yeah. They crossed it to him and and he he, uh, he he missed it. Right. I might be confusing matches. But yeah, I, think, I think that's the case. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that... It, 
it's that athleticism that that the U.S. have. They're not they're not big and strong like they used to be, but they're quick and technical. Much more technical than much more are. much more technical, but also just the stamina and the ability to be able to run. And they pressed a lot of the match too. And, that, and that's and that's another thing. That's a knock against Mexico. And and my problem with Tata is he's he's so married to his tactic that <laughs> that it's. He, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for adjustment for himself. And maybe the players that, that they have are limited. And maybe the players that are supposed to be playing really well at this point, uh, Luis Romo and, and Cordova, aren't playing to their level. Um, Hector Herrera's legs, five years ago, he's running up and down that pitch along with those guys. Yeah, the guy looks old. He, he, he just he just can't do it anymore. Yeah, great he just, player. He's a great player with the ball at his feet. We'll and when the, game, and yeah. when the game is slowed down to his pace. But today, he just doesn't have the legs to compete with those guys anymore, and it, and it sucks to see. But uh, you know, it's time to give the younger dudes a chance now. Maybe maybe they can play him in an advanced role where he doesn't have to run as much. But uh, you know, I struggle to f- to find a a Mexico team that doesn't operate that way. Mexico's always used to playing in triangles, linking up passes, Possessing being ball, being yeah. able to to hold possession for long stretches of time, and and just move the ball around a whole lot i don't see a whole lot of that right now yeah and that's my problem is is mexico strayed from their identity that that they've been having for the last two three even as far back as 20 25 years it's just not not existing anymore and and i feel like the team's collapsing as we speak yeah and i i agree with you um i agree with everything you said and i think that's a fair assessment obviously where a lot of fans are divided in in the l3 sector is uh, who is more at fault, or maybe not even a fault, but what's the biggest issue? Is it uh, Tata Martino's tactics, or is there a, a lack of source of, you know, intense and actually, like, progressive talent coming out of the, the player pool? Because I think there there's it's a combination of those two things. Obviously, the tactics are stale now for Tata. We, we can't forget that prior to, to these tournaments this year, Tata was on his high horse, you know, very good record with Mexico, and they had established their dominance on the region, going back even to last World Cup. So, something has gone wrong. Obviously, the tactics need to spruce up, but for certain tactics, you also need the players to execute, and that's I think that's the, the glaring issue as well. Yeah, who's ready to step up? I like Cordova, by the way. I was watching his game yesterday against Canada. I thought him coming on changed the game for the better. They go on to score a goal eventually and, and almost tie the game. But uh, be, beyond that, right. I think uh, that's they need to start looking to the youth because, like what you said, uh, against a, a midfield like not only the U.S.'s but Canada's as well, uh, physically they're going to get ate up, you know? Well, today's game, okay, so never mind U.S., think about, and maybe not even so much Argentina and Brazil, but, you know, thinking about teams like uh, Spain and, uh, and Portugal and, and France. Or and in and England, you know, for that matter, you're gonna need you're gonna need to like stand there and meet those guys. Mexico's problem uh, last Friday was was maybe not a lack of talent, but was this stubbornness and this and this pride of this arrogance, I should say, of trying to meet them man for man. You're not gonna beat a team like that, like that. Nah, it's it's a you tough. Just, you just it's can't. You gotta you gotta go with what you know. And I think for Mexico to move forward, their most important player has to be, at least at least in the next five six years, is uh, Edson Alvarez. I think he, he has he, to be your linchpin. Yeah. And you, 
but you, you can't build just around rely on him. him. No, no, what I mean is you build around him. Right. Well, he's the strength focal point because, because it's, in my opinion, as it stands today, he's Mexico's best player. Yeah, not not only in terms of form, but also in terms of uh, what he's bringing to the game and what he what he has done because he's had three good seasons in Netherlands uh, or maybe yeah. more. After, and he's getting better. And he is. He is. He's a he's a one of the top midfielders in the region. But you need you also need a good team around him uh, to yeah. not only elevate his game but just elevate the whole team. And this is where I thought Mexico for sure lost the game. And because, you know, it was a very competitive game up until the half. Obviously, I felt that both teams had good chances in the first half. Um, certain players I thought underperformed. But what the luxury that the U.S. has over Mexico, not only in terms of legs, but the quality of the substitutes that they can bring on. For first substitute the U.S. makes is Pulisic, along with another one that I'm currently forgetting. I want to say it was Kellen Acosta. Um, He's a good player. I like him a lot too from from FC Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, the product. But I think he's playing at the Rapids now. But um, I thought the subs that we're able to make—that's where we have a one up on Mexico, um, because the, these guys are just as good and just as hungry. I thought Nestor Araujo was a big mix miss for Mexico, and that just you know reduces their depth even yeah, more. Yeah, that that he he is your foundation in the defense. But one thing also that bothers me, and I know it's hard to stray away from it, and I can't fault. Thought that too much for it, but starting uh, Tecatito. Oh, okay. He's clearly not in the best form of his life right now. Not a not in club, especially not in country. But he, you know, he's he's very fucking whiny. Yeah, he, he wants a, the ball. He, right he has at a bit feet. of entitlement. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's I, at guess, that, I guess he's kind of earned it. He's at that but, stage in his career. But we're still fucking trying to qualify. We're not only not only trying to qualify, but we're playing against our rivals, and this is a big match. Yeah, no, one of the biggest. For him to uh, for him to to show the kind of performance that he did, man, I, I honestly would love to uh, to have someone like uh, Uriel Antuna on. Yeah, who, I mean, there's who has never never walked the pitch in his life. That dude is running 100 percent for every ball. Yeah, and you know it would have it would have uh, it would have matched the U.S.'s uh, you know athleticism tenacity in, in that match in that in that sort of circumstance. Right. Um. Um, Jimenez is not the same player he was, and uh, I mean we all knew that coming in, but you you would hope that he would kind of pull off some magic with a, uh, you know, yeah. with a uh, with a uh, Chucky and shit. And he did, yeah, he did. He looks like he's not uh, all the way caught up to his fitness level that he once had. Confidence, confidence as well. Um, but you know, it it, it is also tough because uh, the U.S. made it tough for Mexico to generate much attack in their third, unless it was on uh, via a counter attack. Which is is a, one of their strengths. They have really good wingers, right? I mean, yeah. Lainez was supposed to be a big factor in that kind of you know styled of counterattack offense, but that remains to be seen. And I, I thought that I don't know if he was available. I thought he would have been a player that would have been worth putting in. Well, in the Nations League, yeah, he made an immediate effect. And right, right. And to be fair, Tim Ream was starting in the back. Uh, I'm glad he comes nowhere near a U.S. lineup anymore. <laughs> I thought Walker Zimmerman was. Class, I thought uh, he made a big statement game. But uh, yeah, and I think uh, another part is a uh, part of that is uh, Tata's stubbornness. So if we start, if Lainez plays instead of Tecatito, might be a different match. Yeah, we don't know that. He's definitely got the fresher legs. He's got more creativity these days. Um, but another part of his stubbornness is not bringing out Chicharito. Well, yeah, and that, one of the leading goal scorers in the MLS on limited games. Yeah. On limited game time. Uh, you know that that's a head scratcher too. Yeah. Uh, but 
also dudes and you, you showed me that galaxy tweet yeah uh julian uh, Araujo yeah i mean those guys can make a difference those are guys that i think if he doesn't bring into the player pool uh for the next round of matches i think it's enough to get him the sack but i don't know if it's up to him but i think he has to bring these guys on i mean i was talking to my dad about it and he was saying that there's some kind of um it's a political thing with with Cheech within the federation, and uh, uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't surprise me with yeah, yeah, with Mexico, man. I mean, everything really is about money with these fucks. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Man. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Mexico generates so much money, but you know when it comes to Chicharito, who could generate you even more money? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I thought he would have the been the leading a goal big scorer in Mexican history for the national team. Who's in form? Who's who's in great form? Who's back healthy? Who's Who's confident and you don't fucking call him up? Yeah, and, and I thought I think um, I you know this is crazy, but I would even I would have even started him ahead of Raúl Jiménez off of that. I mean, he's just he's just had a better run of games, even going back to last year. Even though he's had uh, nagging injuries, he still has the lungs now, you know, because he's been playing consistently. Raúl, uh, he's still a little fresh, but man, um, you know, if we're talking about forwards, I want to say this: it wasn't Pepe's best game. I thought. He, he looked like he was a bit timid to the moment, but, you know, I got to remember the kid's only 18, and I have tons of patience with him, uh, and it's not like we have better options, so. Yeah, um, well, that also showed in the uh, Jamaica game, too. Right, right, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's still a work in progress. I, I just hope that they're not, they're not, you know, for the sake of the federation, for the team itself, that they're not stubborn and fixated on him, even though he looks to be the future. right. You know, I think he, he is the future because yeah. there's nobody else even remotely playing to his level right now at the forward. Besides Matthew Hoppy, who picked up a muscle injury, so wasn't able to make it. Well, we were missing Hoppy, Gio Reyna, and Dest. We plugged those guys in. I'm confident enough to say that I think the U.S. Uh, beats any team in CONCACAF. Canada's looking much better, but I, I just think that the U.S. is too stacked. And that's one area, though, where they're still a bit frail. It's at the nine, and I want to see better from Pepe. But the guy who put the team on his back in terms of creativity in that final third had to... It was really between Wea and Brendan Aronson, who's a who's a tricky, slippery little player, you know? And I thought, uh, you know, the fullbacks, uh, Gallardo, man, he was on he was on the string for, for bits of the match. I was like, man, Wea's like... He's making Wea look like Mbappe damn near. Um, yeah, well, he's not a good player. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. That, that's I, a dude that, that, that runs, puts his hand down, and when he gets to the end line, just... And he's a left back, right? Or, he's a left back, yeah. But so I'm he saying, just runs like, down. I think Araujo, who can play both both sides, you start him there. I think he's he has more, uh, you know, just more athletic ability to stay with with quicksters like that. That's what he's known for at Galaxy. Uh, but you know, that's like you said, favoritism possibly, or just sticking with the guys that you know have given you the results for so long in terms of Tata. But yeah, man, honestly, I think. I, I would say that this settled off the year well for the U.S. in terms of where they stand in the region now. And for a moment, they were top of the CONCACAF qualifying. For now, it's Canada with the other results that, that went down, uh, which, you know, the U.S. tying to Jamaica and Mexico losing to Canada. I think uh, right yeah, now... The, yeah, the fucked up part is Mexico could have still ended up the, the shitty-ass window for, for qualification in first place. Yeah. And... You know, like I said, I, I feel like it's a, it's. I, gu- I guess I was very hyperbolic earlier when I said it was a collapse, but we're we're starting to see things starting to unravel, and Tata's definitely in the hot seat now. Yeah, I especially was hearing, with Mexico being so fickle. 
I was hearing that they there haven't been they haven't been quick to even um, think about sacking him because apparently there's like a five million uh, dollar clause that they it's have a money to pay thing. him. Yeah, they have to pay him if they sack him at a certain time. So I mean, that's one thing. Uh, but you also have to have a ready-made substitute to come in and, and take over. And I don't know who that would be currently. Uh, I have a thought. Yeah. But before I talk about that, and I know I'm shitting on him. But I, I think he's he he can do good for the for the national team in the World Cup. Tata. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at this rate, we gotta first worry about them getting there. I mean, are we not? <laughs> I don't know, man, because you know, I know it's not time to panic because as of now they're still qualified. But I think with the recent run of games, I think at this point in the. Uh, in the standings, you know, this isn't the first window of, of international fixtures. Yeah, oh, I think Panama's right up there. Yeah, that's... Uh, tight on points. Yeah, and I, I was kind of heated because El Salvador was playing a good game against them. They were leading and they fucking bottled it. So El Salvador is almost out of the picture, you could say. And the draw against Jamaica was another killer for El Salvador. But I'm not saying... I think Mexico will for sure make it. Um, if they don't, even if it's a playoff spot at the very least. And I think in whatever playoff they play, they'll win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it is time to worry, but I don't, I don't know if a manager switch now is going to be the immediate solution. Um, I think a tactics my, change has to occur for sure. Yeah. And, and Tata is married to his tactics for Mexico anyway. Um, but my thought, and I don't know if this is so much out of left field for someone that can come in and, and more or less revolutionize the team. Um, uh, uh, Matias Almeida. Oh, right, right. San Jose, the San Jose coach. Well, yeah. it's it says a lot that these days Mexico maybe needs to tap into MLS to get a little help. And well, yeah, that's a good place to look. I have to say. Well, he he. Well, he's managed in in Mexico, right? But he's he, a Mexican. He, he, he's he only, Argentine. He only made uh, you know Chivas the double winner. No, for After sure. ten years not winning a championship, and uh, I think I think he's got a very modern approach to the game. I think he's he's able to tap into his <laughs> players, but his tactics are also really good. Yeah, and they're decent. Sa- yeah. San Jose is very limited in the players that they have, but right. I mean, he yeah, knows the game, and he's uh, already yeah. kind of loved by a lot of the Mexico public as well. Yeah, it'll just make sense. But he's no Greg Berhalter, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, let, we got to give him credit for... I, I don't think he's a good manager. The, the adjustment he made at halftime, there's a reason why the second half was so... There was such a disparaging amount of of a gap between the two teams, you know? I I think Greg Berhalter is is really getting the best out of these guys now. You're, you're seeing... Man, my biggest problem. I don't think I don't think US would look a whole lot different if it was Bruce Arenas or Michael Bradley managing them. In terms of in terms of tactics, there there would be a massive difference because those are two managers that played very differently. But this is the first time that I can say that the US truly played Mexico in the in the with the identity that they have and the, that they play. I'm talking about the same way they play El Salvador, Panama, or any team. They played from the back, and my biggest problem was like, shit, I didn't want Zach Steffen to start. I wanted Matt Turner. Start Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen has a few good saves. He wasn't tested a whole lot, but his distribution was on point. I mean, uh, his passing with the center backs and the fullbacks, 
is what helped move the the transition forward and and then I think that was brilliant on in terms of tactics and whether that plays into how bad Mexico's tactics were sure that can be a thing but I, I I'm thinking that Greg Berhalter at the moment you know in this year undefeated against Mexico I know the first two matches were on the fence this was the most definitive match I've seen in, yeah, in a while because you know? Well, I'm what I'm guessing is he learned from from his mistakes, but well, um, he's finally calling the right players up too. By the way, yeah, so he's letting the players play. But to 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 say that he learned something in such a short amount of time, I'm not going to buy it. Well, no, I mean if you watched him at Columbus Crew and and some of the other you know roles that he's played, you know that that's his style: heavy possession and and good touches, not only in the in our third but in the final third. I thought the U.S. could have scored more even, you know, if they were more clinical, uh, they could have scored more. But another, you know, another thing is is in terms of Mexico, and we talked about aging players, but we haven't even touched on Memo Ochoa, who I thought was poor. Um, and not only last game against Canada, but against the U.S., I mean, I didn't think his positioning was all that great. Uh, I thought, you know, even on Weston McKinney's shot, just exposing exposing shot, the, 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 left, uh, the left post like that, by the way, that goal was steezy as fuck. If the ball doesn't get lost in transition and actually makes it to Ferreira and back to McKinney, we're talking about a Wenger ball, you know, damn near with all those quick touches. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Memo Ochoa. That shit was lucky to bounce back to him. Come uh, on. But I know you like that that roulette dummy, right? I mean, Ferreira and him have very good uh, uh, chemistry because they both came out of the Dallas Academy. Very, very similar style, but... I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't really care for Wesson McKinney uh, as a player. Fair enough. And, and I get that. And I, you know, at the end of the day, he not only does he own CONCACAF currently, but he owns Mexico. <laughs> he's been, he's oh. been. And if, if we don't go on him, then I got to say Pulisic does too. But yeah, man, I thought Memo Ochoa is an area that Mexico desperately needs to replace soon. I, I don't think he's been great this window. Positioning doesn't go away with age, but, you know, reflexes and reactions do. Yeah, and that's sometimes um, a difference maker in big matches, you know. Yeah, I don't know if there's somebody younger at the, I, I, chopping hey, at the bit. He's uh, well, we talked about that last episode, um, but I don't see anyone that's you know, obviously willing to take that mantle. So just yet, it's time to start looking. If I'm if I'm the federation, because um, I think that's a that's a weakness in in Mexico right now. I think. The defense can play as great as they can, but if if the goalie isn't at least helping to stop some of those chances, you're as good as done. But yeah, uh, I think that pretty much encapsulates everything from that game. Obviously, um, the U.S. will play Mexico again next next year, next calendar year, at the Azteca, and you know uh, all, all we can hope for is another great Clásico, uh, which it, it turned out to be again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Mexico gets their shit together. So we got four months until the next international break. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, it's not, crazy. Not just for Mexico's sake, but just for club football. Yeah, back <laughs> into the thick of things, cups, so all that. Before we leave the international football scene, uh, M- Mikel Antonio, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a performance from him. Fuck, man. He's showing, you know, his, he's showing his level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he scored two goals in 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 you know a goal in each match, and I think that's that's a good sign for him. That's what you expect. That goal uh, against the U.S. man, what a peach! Yeah, it was a great goal, and um, you know some people are saying Zach Steffen should have got to that. 
Uh, I just think that his it's vision a tough was, shot, man. his vision was blocked too. Yeah, but I mean, it was a moment of brilliance for Mikel Antonio, and then didn't see too but much of him. to take the shot from that far out. Yeah, and I'm sure he's missed more than he's made, but we will probably won't talk about the miss as much. But that was a great goal, and we've seen him do it for West Ham before. Why would we? No, I mean, I'm just saying that like we we act like he's known for that. He's not scoring that every game. You know what I mean? He just he, he got oh, a great, uh, he's only I I think he's scored a great goal. I think I'm there's saying, a stat. Well, yeah, it's a great goal. But he's not known for that. It. He's not. Yeah, he's not known for doing that on a on a weekly or even a monthly basis. I, he just struck the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Soler will make some of those sometimes. I'm I'm saying players do it, you know. But great great strike nonetheless. And I'm a fan of him. I've been saying for a while. He scored against El Salvador and yeah, and the U.S. I don't get the point of that. But there's a. Oh, stat. the point is that he misses more than he makes them. So like, well, we're not going to reference the misses. But as soon as he does hit it, yeah. It's well, a we're not going to talk about. You know, a whole no. lot of players fuck ups like in specific. Well, unless well yeah, yeah. Players don't fuck goals. up as much as he does. Uh, like world class players is what I'm saying. What? Uh, world class players on uh-huh. average can take that shot and will probably make it more often than Mikel Antonio is what I'm saying at a more frequent uh, rate. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that what we saw from Mikel Antonio, you're not going to expect to see that from him on a, on a weekly or even monthly basis. It was just a moment where it's like shit, hats off. But I know that guy's not doing that for a while again. Still a great player. Okay, though. I'm just saying, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a stat that came out that uh, uh, you know, all his prem goals, none have been outside the box. And that's the point I'm trying to make. So, like, yeah, I mean, great, it was a great goal. Great goal. Great hey, goal. Like, and like, if you were to tell me that guy never hit one outside the box, I'd, I'd be like, okay, but that's still a great goal. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, that's not what he's known for. Great goal, but it's like, yeah, Eder scored a, a great goal in the World Cup or Euro final. It's like, yeah, that's Eder, but he's not quite known for that. Uh, was that a great goal? <laughs> well, outside the box, meaningful uh, goal. I, I, I felt like that was more fortunate than anything. But um, before we wrap it up, I, I want to know your opinion on the... Uh, this is going back to Wafa. Uh, the, uh, what the hell is his name? The captain for Manchester United. What the fuck is his name? Maguire. Maguire. How do you feel about his celebration against, uh, who was it? Uh, Andorra? Andorra, yeah. It w- I'll tell you from the international fixtures, it was my second favorite celebration. <laughs> but uh, I thought people clowning on him for it was, it's just kind of dumb. Who was your favorite celebration? Um, the man in the mirror. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we kind of glimpsed over that, but mm. I, I want to say Pulisic. He reminds me a lot of Donovan in the way he really embraces this narrative of, of the rivalry. Of hating uh, uh, Mexico. And Mexico hating him. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. Oh, uh, it made me sick. Yeah, I know. Well, they, they made a, you know, they made a meal out of the Memo Chua comments. Yeah, but I mean, what, let's like, be honest. It was a little dig at the U.S. So, I mean, I think yeah, they have yeah, every course. right to be of course. feeling but, some type of way about it. But for them to, like, stew over it. And think know. about it like, oh, I'm a right man in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, he... he, he what if what if they didn't score? What if he didn't score? What if they lost? And that's like, the thing. And we wouldn't know about that fucking shirt. <laughs> we wouldn't know about the shirt. And he'd, but he'd look. He'd take it off after the match and be like, "God damn it!" But you know, that's the but thing. He scored, and he God, had, that makes me sick to my stomach. The, the nuts, I, the nuts to do that, right? I mean, like knowing that you're gonna come on as a sub and score. I wasn't able to watch the second half live. Uh, oh, you know, shit. I was I was out eating with me misses, and uh, and I'm like, oh shit, the game, and I checked the score because I wasn't really getting good service. Yeah. And the first name I saw was Kristen Pulisic, two to zero. Yeah, fuck man, I like I, I had I got my beer and just slammed it down. I'm like, God damn it! Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, the the, the TL was wild. 
but oh dude i I, I stood off of it for a few hours and then i looked at it and it was uh, sickety yeah. dude it, like my stomach was churning i was like uh, ray charles just yeah. shaking in my bed you know but, ah man <laughs> i thought it was yeah it was just everything the u.s could have hoped for but i mean yeah well let's hope it's a better year next year but going back to the mcguire thing yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah i hate to navigate back to the u.s thing no uh, no no you're right i wanted to talk about that too i just forgot yeah about it. um no i think mcguire you know I think he, he hears all the critique and he feels it's unfair because I don't think it's down to him. I'm sure he's not having his best moment, though. But what what center back on his own without Varane, by the way, is, is going to perform well in a system managed by Ali? I think there there's a... I'm sure he's playing bad, but, you know, I don't think it's his fault. And if he's going and playing for England and, and scoring goals and playing He's hung well, out to dry. Yeah, he, Plain and he and is. simple. And after the price that was paid for him, people are going to have those expectations. Yeah, and, and, and this is something that happened, what, three, four years ago? I think it's time we stopped talking about his fucking price tag. Um, not you and I specifically, but... No, people, yeah, people bring it up all the like, time. Like, oh, he's a $90 million player. Okay, we get it. He's not worth that much, but he's English. Is Declan... You're going to tell me Declan Rice is a $100 million player? You're going to tell me Grealish is a 100 You're, you're going to tell million? me that... that Declan Rice has the same value as Jack Grealish. I don't think and so. And I don't think Grealish and is Grealish isn't worth a hundred yeah. either. Yeah. But he's... but that's the price these days. Okay, United needed a center back, a good center back, and he was. He's a Premier League winning center back. He's gonna that's win. That's crazy. Yeah. He's gonna win it alone. Fuck no. Fuck no. No one ever said. Oh shit. Oh, shit. I was <laughs> they close. Oh, technical technical difficulties. <laughs> no one ever said he was Fabio Cannavaro. No one ever said he was Maldini. But. But to shit on this guy on his own, like like he's the sole reason that United are shit. I think it's very unfair. And the slide, it was corny, yeah. But it but it wasn't without reason either, you know. Yeah, let the Maybe guy have he shouldn't fun. have. Maybe he shouldn't have. People gotta understand that when he's away from United right now, he's having fun, man. He's with his <laughs> boys. You know, every every player has fun on international, but you're when you're that much better in the competition, you're having fun when you're scoring, man. Fuck, fuck being mute about it. Unless it's your former club, but nah, man. Yeah, and Roy Keane, I mean, shit, bro. I know you're mad at the world most of the times. Probably madder than ever now with the way United are playing, but come on, man. Sometimes I, I enjoy his cynicism because it's, it's comedy, but sometimes it's like, damn, my boy. I don't know what's going on Let with the guy you. live. <laughs> but, but a lot of pundits are like, why are you doing this? Why are you calling yourself attention? He's like, a bit much of a, of a celebration for me, that. <laughs> he's like, sliding uh, and he's covering his ears. Yeah, he's just showing that he doesn't, I don't know, feed into it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to show, but it's it's not a big deal. And when you're saying, oh, yeah, celebrate against Andorra, yeah, it's a goal. You want him to do, just walk back all pissed off? Uh, Come on, man. He got clean sheets. He yeah, did his job. He did his job, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I feel like it's super harsh on him, and, uh, you know, I felt bad. I, I feel bad for him usually because he does get the brunt of it when United do lose or play like shit. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like it's unjustified and with him celebrating. Like, fuck. If I'm him, I'm like, yeah, fuck me for, for celebrating a good moment. Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. fuck me for trying to gain some confidence. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Uh, I, I saw some Chelsea fans talking shit too. A little dig, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let it be fucking Werner scoring against uh, Marino or Marino, some shit, right? Yeah, or, or, or Chilwell or whatever. scoring against fucking I don't know Gibraltar, right? Yeah, fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, nah, but that's uh, just Chelsea fans. Aren't there. Yeah, Chelsea fans right now, man. They're they're unbearable. Whoa, whoa, Kevin. Sorry about that, man. Ah, yeah. 
Fairweather ass. We'll have you back on though. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do uh, anything else we got to get off our chest. Uh, not really, man. Uh, fuck, I feel like I did have something else to say. Um, but no, no I, if I remember, I'll mention it. But I think that's everything. Uh, oh well, ah shit, this is not really to do with international fixtures though. It's more of a transfer. That yeah, just but, happened. Yeah, hey, fuck it. We're, we're, uh... Before we get into previews or anything, right? Uh, well, you as you might have heard, Champions League winner, Copa America winner, Copa Rey winner, Champions League winner. I think I said that already. Well, La Liga winner. Dani Alves regresa un culer. Vizca Barça. Yeah. Un club. Well, yeah, what are your man. thoughts on the move? I think it's senseless. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> shit. I, I was expecting I, well, something the better. Well, he's on, a, he's on a small wage. Free transfer. Free agent. Sure. Um, listen, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, that right now Barcelona are going to turn back the clock and, and make us feel like we're back in, you know, 2007. Prime Barca. And who better to learn from? on how to play that position than Dani Alves. Serginho Des, if I'm Serginho Des, I'm like a sponge. I'm trying to absorb everything from Dani Alves, get on the same telepathic wavelength, and learn from the master, you know? The guy who who really was one of the revolutionary... He's a catalyst for what the right back is today. Sure. And I think a lot is lost in translation in terms of people thinking that Barcelona are assigning him for his efficacy on the field, per se. Because you're not, you're not your best version of yourself at whatever age he 37. is. 37. 37. Although I will say he has taken care of his body relatively well. Um, but I think he's there. He's one of those dudes that can party and still play the next day. Yeah, yeah. 38. He's 38. 38. Um, yeah, bro. I, 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 like, I like the addition because I think he's going to be a very good mentor. What a career that guy's had. Yeah, he's been everywhere. I wish he would have came to the MLS, to be fair. But he's... Daniel Alves da Silva. Yeah, he's a... I think he he's gonna be a good addition for that reason. Obviously, I'm not expecting him to light any torches on on offense or you know be a, this great factor. But good locker room guy, uh, I think can be very beneficial. And former teammate of Chavi, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, I honestly, I, I mean, if you want guys to learn from him, just get some tape or yeah. co- have him come in, bring him as a consultant. I don't know what the purpose is to have him as a player. I'm honest. I mean, he can give you a good 20 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, he can give you that Andres Guardado special. Yeah, that Guerrera special. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Laporta was also talking about, hey, don't be surprised if we bring Messi and uh, Iniesta back. That's right. Why would you bring the corpse of Iniesta back to La Liga? What, what's he going to provide you? I would, we're, I, we're assuming... I'd like him as an assistant coach. We're assuming that these guys' brilliant playing minds are translating into developing young players. Well, Zidane did it. Sure. Pep Guardiola did it. Yeah. Well, now, but these guys more that did it. None. They're, they're, they're special cases. That does, this doesn't happen. Um, I honestly don't know why, why Donny Alves is coming back. I don't know. I mean, I when I heard it, I, when I first heard the rumor, I was like, this is like, it's just some, a rumor. Mill. This is some tier five bullshit, you know, but, but it happened and I, I guess we'll see how it pans out. He's a great player nonetheless, but For sure. I heard that his last few seasons in Brazil were give and take. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a different league. 
Um, I think on that in that league, it's a lesser league. Lesser league in terms of tactics, uh, but I think it's a greater league in terms of physicality. I think you got to be a quickster there. You got to be physically able, and maybe he's not able to do that on a, for a prolonged prolonged time. And he's taking away the position of some a youngster that wants to come up in that in that uh, team. So I think him going to Barca, knowing he's not going to play many minutes, but you know just to to help teach the the tactics. Yeah, I like it. You I just like reminded me of a point that I wanted to make about Mexico and U.S. God damn it, man! We're we're bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Dani Alves? No, nah, no. Nah. Great player, man. One of the one of the most uh, winningest players of any sport ever. Yeah, he's super decorated. Super decorated. Just man. missing that World Cup. Hey, <sighs> maybe right. Imaginemos cosas chingonas. No, um, the point I wanted to make about Mexico and how U.S. and Canada are playing catch up. Canada is going through a golden generation. I don't think they're going to keep it up. If I'm honest, uh, but U.S. is. I think Canada can, but you know. Who knows? We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, and as it stands, they they're just very strong in a couple of positions. Yeah, take those guys away, and they're not no notable really. I just I dream of the day that we have our eighteen completely healthy, and man, were well, you just missing Gio Reyna and Serginho Dest? Yeah, oh, we're that's just, him too. Him too. Yeah. yeah, him too. I mean, and to be fair, I think between Pepe and Hoppy. I mean, shit. Hoppy's okay. Pepe's uh, okay that's a lot weaker today. today. No, I like Pepe, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, the nine is still an issue for us, but I think that's... Yeah, you, I mean, everyone's just hoping that Pepe's going to pan out. He I has think, good promise. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, very good promise. Yeah, yeah, very good promise. And, and but, the interest, but you know... He had two good games and, you know, we're just milking that teat. But well, he only has, that, like, yeah, you could count the, the games he's yeah, played yeah, on yeah. one hand, right? Sure, sure. But he's been injured, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, we're talking about Hoppy or Pepe? No, we're talking about Pepe. Oh, Pepe, yeah, yeah. No, well, I don't think Pepe's Ho- injured. Hoppy had a... No, no, he didn't play for Dallas for the last few games, right? Oh, did he? I mean, uh, I haven't really watched him lately, yeah. but his stats are good in the time he's played. This is his first professional season at FC Dallas, so... And his first season, yeah, he's killing it. His story is amazing, too, how he went from second division to... To first division. I mean, he just really worked his way up the ranks, but he was always playing with older people. So thirty-one matches and thirteen goals. That's pretty good for for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he has to share the field with with Jesus Ferreira, who I think is very good too. By the way, I don't think he's the player Pepe is, but I mean, he showed in the link up with Weston no, that and, he's good. And look, I'm, the, I'm sick of it because yeah, we're just judging players off of goals and shit. Well, yeah, well, Pe- that, Pepe's that's really good games. at linking up. Pepe's good at creating play. His touch is amazing. So I'll give him that. I'm not going to just base him off of games. But he he did go ghost in the last two matches. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Got undefeated, though, but yeah, he still went ghost. <laughs> no, let's be honest. I, I don't think he played to the detriment of the U.S. Like, he just wasn't a, a, to an all-star well, he just, level. I think, no, I mean, like he, he, said, he was just a neutral neutral body on the field. Yeah, his, his link-up was good. He's though. not a minus, but he's not a plus. Yeah, you know, do exactly. we want that from a player? Well, no, and, and from course, a nine, you want the most transcendent player to be your nine most times, and he's not there yet, but it's promising. We'll give him time. We'll give him time. We'll, we'll see how he ends up. Ah. And I wanted him for Mexico. Well, yeah, you know who I, I did like, is and he, I'm, is I'm he, forgetting is he the cap guy. Tied? No, not yet. But oh yeah, no, he's got he's, six matches. Yeah, he's cap tied. I, oh, he does. Oh shit. Yeah. 
but I was going to say, there's a, I was watching the Canada game uh, between Mexico, and they brought on a dude from Cruz Azul. He kind of has like a mohawk. Creating his that name. motherfucker. Uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Ah, hey, but he, was, he played really good. His though. name, uh, el, el piojo, something. Something, yeah, yeah. But or or el, um, some shit like that, man. Yeah, he he has that face like that kid oh, that dude. had silver teeth growing up, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he he actually had some good chances. The in week the before game. last, he had a perfect hat trick. Uh, for Cruz Azul. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. I think he had. Oh, well, he scored against America too. Fuck him. But but yeah, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I no. just don't like his face. Ah, I forgot enough. his name. God damn yeah, it. He doesn't have that, that chin strap like yeah. Pepe. Yeah, he's not gorgeous like uh, Raul Jimenez. Or, or uh, uh, a Christian Pul- Pulisic. Uh, Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Uh, you know the... Ah, oh, say that. El Piojo Alvarado. That's Alvarado, there you go. Or, or um, La Pulga Alvarado, some shit like that. Something know. like that, yeah. I think Piojo. But no, that, that's a guy that I would I would bank on. Because uh, those young. are guys are giving you 100% effort, like Antuna. Um, and I, I wonder why Alexis Vega wasn't called up. Oh, I don't know. Because he's a, he's, a, he's a physical presence. Yeah, that he can has knock a big around body. people in, in, uh, against U.S. But, but my point, my bigger point, again, for Mexico and, and the lacking, I guess, talent development. Well... Uh, Mexico doesn't have the dual nationals to to benefit from the, that U.S. does, and Although they yeah, have I'm, not, a, I'm not talking shit. It's just Marcelo Flores is looking really good, though. I will say. Oh yeah, Marcelo Flores. Yeah, That's he's, like playing, the, he's playing for Arsenal's uh, under yeah. under twenties. And I think uh, he what? had a really good match against the U.S. U twenties like yesterday or the day before. I forget. Yeah, no, he's a good player. Yeah, he's solid. I mean, but yeah, you guys don't have enough of those dual nationals. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know we just benefited from Funes Mori, but. But traditionally, Mexico's always benefited from like and Araujo, to be fair, and Efra. They're yeah, I, I guess, but they're but they're like Mexico. They're not like dudes that like grew up in oh like in Holland, yeah. And their dad or their mom happens to be from the U.S. or something, right? Right. But Mexico's always benefited from well, not benefited, but called up guys like uh, Neri Castillo, um, uh, Sina. In the past, it was a. Uh, Fuck. Other than Funes Mori, there was an Argentine guy. I don't really remember right now. But my my thing is, is Mexico isn't sending all their guys because the teams want too much money for their players. They they overvalue their players, and the teams are like, like if Hoffenheim is like, bro, you want ten million for for this fucking silver tooth bastard, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm yeah. If if is looking ass with the silver teeth, he's fourteen. Like I can get this kid from Brazil who's yeah. more developed. For less than half of that. What are you talking about? Yeah. For less than a quarter of that. Yeah. Keep your guy. Overpay him. Whatever. Yeah. Get him Get him all fattened and, up and with we'll, your pozole. We'll get, <laughs> and we'll... Yeah. We'll... we'll take, yeah. And we'll, we'll take this Brazilian cat or this Uruguayan cat. Yeah. Hell, I mean, these days they're even getting like Serbian, Croatian players yeah. for like... And they're a, lot che- they're a lot easier to get passports for yeah, and shit. Yeah. They don't have to travel as far. Same thing with the U.S. players. The U.S. is like, damn, you can kick a ball? All right. You're, all right. You're good to go. <laughs> Uh, to Hirona, do you or to, like yeah know. to fucking Venezia you go to yeah, to yeah. Uh, Denmark you go uh, Norway Schalke, yeah. Yeah. Schalke get the fuck out of here Mexico they hold on to the players and they overvalue them too much yeah. why for the same point that I said earlier these motherfuckers only think about the money and let me break it to you guys you're fucking Antunas they're good but they're not worth the 15 10 million dollars that you think they are 
but they got to pay the whole block, my boy. Everybody's got to eat, you know? We all got to eat. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, it's not the whole block is eating. Only uh, one motherfucker is getting fat off of that. Sheesh. All right. Anyway, that's, that's my the, point. That's, that's your that, right. And that's why Mexico is has been lagging on producing these exciting players. Like, like Pulisic, yeah, good player. But we're getting excited off of Hoppy and, and uh, Sargent. They're not that level, man. They're just not. Not now, not now, for sure. They, they, they're still like if if we're gonna talk about players like Jordan Morris, totally agree. But I think Sargent and, and he was and hyped Hoppy, up too. He was yeah, he was hella hyped up, but it was during a different but, moment. But you know? Mexico has too few of those players. I want these motherfuckers to get hyped up just like just like you guys do. Well, I'd probably yes. be talking about the same type of player. I'd probably be looking at this Alvarado cat a lot different if he was playing with, let's say, uh, uh, Granada. Yeah, Granada or some fucking Genoa team. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's yeah, that's what they have to do. Send more players out there because I, I don't think it's a lack of quality. It I makes think you only wants like those star signings. Like, oh, you play for Atletico Madrid, like uh, Raul Jimenez at first. Yeah. Motherfucker got like two appearances. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh well, that's a good thing that now the European guys are getting there. Their their chance, but I like I like I said, is because they have no other choice, you know. Yeah, but you, you can't you can't only have like this undeniable guy. You, you gotta you gotta send your fringe, your mediocre, and your good guys up, not your best. It's not gonna, We're not gonna catch up that way, and we're gonna be left behind. And by the time we catch up, U.S. is gonna have like a string of like four or five gold cups in a row. Hey man. Imaginemos con esas chingonas, I know. Hey, motherfucker. I mean, it's, it's just popu- popularity of the sport is growing too. I mean. The sample size of players to pick from now, it just gives birth to a higher possibility of getting your next crack right there. You know, I thought it was funny, too. Tim Weah calls a Pepe craquito. That just sounded so weird to me. I was laughing. I was like, I was like ah, craquito, that's funny. But, I mean, you know, kids like Pepe, you know, like, that's that's going to, we're going to see more instances of that now than ever. But Mexico can still capitalize on that. So, I think it comes down to their scouting federation as well. Finding those... uh those Alexis Herreras of the world, you know? Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if you were trying to get into the previews or... Uh, yeah, well, anything else you need to get off your chest? No, I, I think that... I mean, that's that sums it all up. Papas de CONCACAF, no hay mucho que decir, eh? Well, you got a long way to go to that. Oh, shit. I heard a lot of that chatter, too. Well, we're, we're the stepdads now. Well, you're, you're we, the... Um, we we stepped you're the, in. You're the little bro that started lifting weight, and uh, uh, you, you caught me slacking a little bit. It's like, yeah, <laughs> the, you forgot to cherish and love the, the silverware, so we had to come take care of it real quick. You know, we had to step in like the stepdad. So we're the stepfathers of CONCACAF. Is that better? You're the, um... Sheesh. Nah. Ah, uh, you're about <laughs> to call us a bunch of cucks, weren't you? Nah. Ah, you're just like that? Hey! Those fucking Boy Scouts. Golly. Yeah, that uh, shit got me proper heated. I, I was, I was, that, that shit, oh, damn near, damn near ruined my seafood dinner. It didn't quite, but it but almost, almost did. No, I was actually, I was on the brink of sending you a, ah, oh, what happened? <laughs> if you would have, uh, I would have just chucked my phone across the room and. Nah, I'm, I'm not like that, but you know. Yeah, I, I hate when that happens, by the way. Like, I'm the type of person that I'm very easy to, to rile up. In terms of, like, when my team loses, like, my night is probably ruined. I'm, I'm like that myself. So I'm glad that I didn't feel that. But, hey, 
maybe next next run of games. No, but the next run of games, you guys just have that. Oh well, we won three in a row, so I'm no, good, I know. Bro. Yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. So you guys are in a good spot. You can't can't win or lose right now. Yeah, or you can't lose right now. Um, Unless it's like a real bad balling, like for a ball, the yeah. If it's like a five nil, like a five nil, like and the eighteen came out, it's like damn. And he meant his hat trick, and he does like a silly celebration. Nah, for the it, third would, goal. it would have to be someone like you, like everyone hates from from. Uh, oh, let's say they call Cheech back or uh, Cheech. Oh, uh, dude, and then a he, Cheech hat trick, and then he celebrates by taking off his jersey and wearing a Chivas jersey under. Oh man, <laughs> that would go him right there. Huh? No, he'd be. Th- the man in the man in the mirror. Ah, oh, she. You know, because he's like sticking. Anyway. Ah, oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, all right. Preview for the Premier League. Yeah. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, shit, man. We're starting off hot. Leicester versus Chelsea. The Battle of the Blues. Whoa. Come on, Leicester. Lukaku's supposedly coming back. Right, right. And I'm, I'm going to say it on the pod right now. This is. I'm still offering you Lukaku for Kane in the fantasy. Well, you this can, offer is not going to be available next in a week. week's time. Yes, well, you're trying to sell me a car without allowing me to test drive, so I, <laughs> I'm going to have to bank on. Well, these are hot, man. The, these uh, these uh, <laughs> new models are hot. No, and I and I love Lukaku. You know, I'm actually a fan of his beyond fantasy. But I'm I'm also a fan of Antonio Conte's work, and he is getting a helm now on on Harry Kane, and I, I kind of want to roll the dice and see how that pans out. If he scores on the on you know the debut, which actually I think he did score, they were playing a Europa game. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe Harry Kane revival. Let's hope so. We'll I, see. We'll see. How about Danny Ings for Lukaku? I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Uh, nah, that's a fucking. That's a low ball. What that's else a, are you offering? That's an offer up low ball right there. Mm-hmm. Shit. Nah, I mean, I'll and free delivery. It. I'll ponder it. I'll ponder it. All right. Uh, okay, so moving. Oh, so wait, oh, who I do said, you have? I have Leicester winning. Me too. One nil. Me too. I just I'd love for Chelsea to kind of get humbled a bit. They did draw last week and a, a loss or even a draw would. Oh, kind of quiet them up a bit because. But Leicester's not good right now. But they're and they don't have the benefit of their players go- going international. Yeah, no, but I think you know, thing about Leicester is they have this tendency for stepping up against the big teams, and then they'll lose to like uh, Brentford the next day. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of right. just imagine them winning one nil, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'll still. Ah, fuck. I'll, I'll change my prediction. Two two. Two two draw. That's not better. That's believable. Aston Villa versus Brighton. Aston Villa. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Well, we didn't talk about Dean Smith, or well, Steven Gerrard. Oh yeah, he's first first coach there. I was more enthused by Dean Smith to Norwich. Uh, really? Yeah, Steven Gerrard. That's a sinking ship, brother. Oh no, it is. But this is where you're gonna really get to know how good Dean Smith is. So I'm more excited about what what that displays. But hey, Steven Gerrard is Steven Gerrard, right? He's uh he he turns heads. He's a pr- he's a proven manager. Well, in Scotland... More proven than Xavi. Well, in Scotland he is, but um, Scotland, Qatar, peas, carrots, same shit. Listen, if you want to see a proven player, Dean Smith, he's gotten a team from the championship to the Prem and stayed in the Prem and stayed in a pretty high position. Thanks to Jack Grealish. Ah, but look at Jack Grealish now. He's shit. Nah, nah, people are saying that. But no, I I, I am curious to see what, what difference... Steven Jarrett can make on the team. I think he's gonna he's gonna have won the locker room over to soft the star power. It's Steven well, you get, Gerrard. You get respect, man. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about Zidane. I think that's half of his managerial success is that's Zidane, Zidane, man. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to let yeah, that guy yeah, down. Not, he, he's won a World Cup. <laughs> he won the Champions League on his own. He He's won all types of club titles. And, and the man's a legend of the game, just like Gerard is. Yeah. So just off of that, the players are going to listen and focus and try and impress. Uh, Aston Villa... 1-0. Uh, Brighton 3-1. Nice. Brighton's on a bad form. But they have a great manager. I think they'll be back. Maybe I'm wishful thinking on my part, but... Come on, you... Players gotta play. Come on, you seagulls. Burnley versus Crystal Palace. Fuck. I'll give it to the Palisians. I'll give it to Burnley just because... Uh, Cause you Got like those, them, I know. Those Burnley girls, man. Oh, the Burnley girls. Nah, yeah. man, uh, I can't stand Burnley. Sean Dyche, I hope he's next on the sacking list. <laughs> that guy is untouchable as Klopp and Pep. Yeah, well, he's like a mob boss, you know. He's the guy you'll, you'll catch in a jumpsuit he, outside the more, bar. He's more untouchable than Ole right now. Yeah, well, he's untouchable because he won't let you get close. Bink, bink. Bink, He's bink. known for bar fights, but anyways, beyond that... I'll, I'll fancy Vieira. I think he uses his, uh, his you know, that peak coat that he wears? Yeah. I feel like that's like a weapon. He just wraps it around you, twist it, and yeah, twist you're, it. you're like lost, and he's just like uppercutting He's like Peaky you. Blinders. Just, take, just, just uppercutting you. Takes off the golf, the golf cap with the blade in the back and just... Peaky Blinders. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Palace, even though I, Palace kind of annoyed me, but I think they're playing good football. Burnley girls, come on. Uh, I'll take 2-1 Crystal Palace. Come on, you Eagles. Oh, uh, 1-0 Burnley. They're at home. Fair enough. Uh, Newcastle versus Brentford. Uh, Newcastle under new management. Eddie Howe. What, Eddie what a Howe. signing that is. We'll see. I like him. I like him. He's a factory. Oh, he was great man. at Bournemouth. He he had to have taken that job under the pretense that they may just get relegated. And it's and his real job is to keep the team, but well, he's a bring them back manager. up the following season. Yeah, I he, think his real job is to bring them back up next season. I think they can stay up, but you know there's still a lot of season to go. But we'll we'll ha- he'll have to do amazing, you know, for that to happen. And um, then Norwich versus a uh, Southampton. That's a good game. Southampton two one. I'll uh, take a one one draw for that one. And next match we have the Watford Hornets against Manchester United, and this is a game where Manchester United will smack Watford and just. Everybody will forget about everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo's gonna get a brace. Mason Green was gonna get on the board. Uh, fuck it, Marcus Rashford. Come on, come well, on. Watford's still gonna get a goal in. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, you know what? I will say Watford have a good team. They've been. I mean, they went through a, sp- a small rough patch right now, but Claudio Ranieri has got them looking better. So I'll still take United for the win, though. I'll take like a three-one. Yeah. Uh, next match though, Wolves against West Ham. West Ham, the Irons, the Hammers. Uh, I'll give it to West Ham, the Hammerheads. Two one, West Ham. Yeah. West Ham is a really good team this season. Well, yeah, they have the best uh, striker in Concacaf. Right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. That, that's pretty honest. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from West Ham, we have uh, ooh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. I mean, two teams in pretty good form. You the Bucks have a losing record? Yeah, yeah. Lord. They're off to a bad start. But to be fair, I mean, 
Nobody remembers October, November, December. Everybody remembers January, February, March. Sure. I think they'll pick it up. Sure. Anyways, that's that's for the NBA pod, but, um, (laughs) you know, this is a good battle because, like I said, two teams in good form. Uh, I would say arguably Arsenal with a slightly better form even, despite not being as high on the table, um, but he's just talking about a recent form. Uh, I'm going to sound crazy, but I'm going to go Arsenal. I'm going to go Arsenal too. I'll go Arsenal 2-1. They just look very good, you know, very structured. Uh-huh. Move the ball around. I bet the ball is uh, in full effect. Emil Smith Rowe is is playing amazing, man. I I gotta say yeah. he's he's surpassed my expectations because I always thought he would be great, but his development has been sped up. Like I don't know, and it's just maybe he speaks to Arteta's greatness, but I think he's found to the right spot for him. The guy scoring, assisting, even his misses are beautiful. You know, even he just yeah. looks proficient on the ball. Yeah, I really like Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, he's a very good player. ESR. And uh, moving on from that, oh, Manchester City versus Everton. The Toffees. Up oh, the Toffees. I'll uh, I'll be a little cocky here. I'll say four nil. Fucking nil. Yeah. Um, is anybody beating Everton like that? No, but we have. We've done it before. <laughs> but I mean, I just think that it's gonna be a game where City get lucky and just. Hit every every shot they they shoot. This is not a great team though. Even then, like I could see City winning one nil, two nil. It's it's Everton, you know. I don't remember the last time they beat us. It's been a while. Yeah, I, it's tough to pick against City. City's probably one of the best teams in Europe right now, and I I'm not gonna pick against yeah. them. Well, after Chelsea, to be fair. Uh, Chelsea's not that good. Oh shit. Chelsea's not as good as you would think. So. Yes, they're number one on the table. But, but no then, one remembers <laughs> September, October, November. That's true. But they'll remind But we you. remember last season about how good Tottenham were in the beginning of the season, right? Right, right. And then we also remember that Chelsea won the Champions League. And that was eight. Yeah, and uh, fair enough. They, they had a great second half of the season, and they've started off great, but it, they're not as good as advertised. They're not, they're not a number. They're not winning the league. Fuck. Whoever's got um, you know their futures on Chelsea right now. I'm sorry, son, but you lost money. Anyway, Tottenham versus Leeds. Uh, Tottenham three nil. Um, yeah. Le- Leeds aren't the same team. Well, as the Leeds are, are bad right now. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. That's logical. Do you think they stay up? I think so. Uh, I think they'll stay up. I think uh, so. Kind of like Newcastle would, you know, in the past years. Uh, just kind of on that sixteen. 15 spots, 17, 18. And yeah, Tobbins, Tobbins. Come on, come on, you Spurs. Come on, Harry Kane. Hat trick, please. <laughs> okay, so um, I know we haven't really been giving La Liga that much love lately, but the the league title race is not bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Levanta versus, Levante versus Athletic Bilbao. I'm going to have to take uh, Bilbao Leva- on that one. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bilbao, Bilbao, right. You're taking Levante? Uh, no, no, I I agree with you, boss. Uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. Nah, I, honestly, I have a draw in this match. I thought I think Bilbao for me. I don't I don't really like them this year. I mean I mean I've never been a fan of theirs to be fair, but I just think they're uh, they're a team that's capable of of underperforming against a side like this, but then playing a good team and overperforming. So I'll just take a one-one draw. But Bilbao's, I feel like they've Fifth been in the one league. What sixth? Eighth. Oh, yeah. I Levante. feel like they, they've been giving everybody battles. 
Well, let's hope they can they can do it with Levante. <laughs> Levante, that's a 19th place team player. Yeah, but like I said, it, it's like the odds favorites, man. There's always an upset every week. I think this one is a slight upset. One one drop. I may be wrong, but I doubt it. Celta Vigo versus Villarreal. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I mean, two even teams. I'll give it to Celta though. I'm yeah. just a big Santimina guy. Villarreal, I mean, they're they're a bottom half team. But so are Celta Vigo. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, battle for the bottom feeders. Yes, <laughs> Sevilla versus Alavés. Oh, easy money, Sevilla all day. Uh, that's a one-one draw. Oh, fair enough. Atlético versus Otasuna. Oh, that's easy. Os Atlético. Shh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Atlético is not the same. But they have Joao Felix. <laughs> is he playing? Yeah. Is that boy know. starting? Barely. I don't think so. That boy's playing the last fifteen minutes, as far as I'm concerned. Well, they, as long as they start Herrera, they should be fine. Oh, that. Ah. Para, para. They have nah, the ball. In all seriousness, Atletico are just too good. They have, they are, but Osasuna is a top half team, man. They've been a surprise this season. Yeah, and when you say top half, I still see them as sucking because they top half the table. <laughs> so, yeah, Atletico, 1 0. Ah, shit, that's. Last minute, too, like always, motherfuckers. Ah, shit. And then uh, we have a Catalan derby. Uh, Barcelona versus Espanol. Xavi's first game back. Uh, dude, I'll do anything oh, for Xavi to win. Anything. I want y'all to put the notice up. We back. We back. Dude, Catalonia, dude. we back. And this we is the perfect. Barca. We We don't know any other Catalonian phrases. Uh, Fucking cocksuckers. But, Let me uh, tell you what's going to happen, man. Sheesh. Where is Espanol on the table? Uh, they're, they're not memorable. Oh, they're in 11th. They're mid-table. Uh, li- listen, man. <laughs> They're mid-table just like Barcelona are. Yeah, but... Listen, know. man. Barcelona have a, a they, top... Barcelona has all, everything to win. So, if we're going to chalk this up to Xavi, fine. Whatever. They can, let so let it be it. a day of celebration. Yeah. Let it be a day of celebration. But it's not going to be because of him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, fair enough. 2-0. First game back, I mean, he, he's going to have any time to really implement this. This is a game style. that Kuman could have won. Mm, well... But it's also I, I a game that Kuman could have lost. And it's a I game think, that Xavi could damn well lose. I don't know. I think Komen wins it like 2-1, you know. But with Xavi, I'm expecting 3-1, 4-1. But it's the first game. It's, chance, so, it's, so, hard chance, to, it's yeah. so hard to expect that. But After the international break, yeah. yeah we're we're going to give him all the excuses he can. But if he, wins, if, he, if he wins really well, then, hey, we'll give him all the credit, too. Hey, So he's in, a, he's in a no-lose position. That motherfucker. Well, he has time. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be judged heavily on his first match. But what if they get walloped? Well, that's that's a that's a very slim chance. I think, like you said, even with Coleman, that's a slim chance. And quite frankly, I think it's going to be a bollocking. And this guy, what It should be. It yeah. should be. It should be. All right. And then uh, Sunday, Hetafe versus Cadiz. Sheesh. Vamos Cadiz. Yeah. Whatever. What position are they in? Uh, they're well, probably pretty low. Cadiz, Cadiz is a eight, 16th, and then Hetafe is a... Oh, they're dead last. Yeah. Oh, well, no. They're dead last, but they have more wins than Levante. Go figure. But Levante has more goals in favor. Didn't That's they the just sign Macias? Yeah, they're not oh, playing him sense. either. They're not playing him either. Hoppy, Hoppy's on top of him there, too? Is, is Hoppy playing? Uh, How many goals does that boy have? Uh, nil. 
Nah, but uh, look at that. Next match, a more competitive match. Granada, Real Madrid. International fixtures are an issue. Granada don't have many players participating, aside from Darwin Machis, who scored a fabulous goal for Colombia. Fabulous. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is one of those games that could catch you by surprise. Yeah, Real Madrid, three to one. Let's go. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Uh, fair enough. Next game, uh, vamos Madrid, a la Madrid y nada más. Contra Betis, nada pues. Es un partido que debe ganar Betis, eh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Betis is a top five team. Uh, Elche is gonna get the la leche. And this next match, this is gonna this is gonna get a lot of hate from me, but I'm going for the upset. Come on, you bats! Come on, Valencia! They're, they'll only win if they start Musa, though. <laughs> Quote me on that. But, hey, upset alert. Yeah. Yeah. Is it an upset? Yeah. Sociedad isn't. They're yeah. in top, right? right. Just oh, because they top. have one more game. But they're top. They have one more game. Morongo, Let's not forget that. But they're fortunate to get, to get some results. Oh, for sure, for sure. I will say that Alexander Isak has stepped He's okay. up. He stepped up a bit. David Silva, what a player, huh? Oh well, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He's, he's all right. And then, I mean, besides him, he's all right. He's all right. We he's mentioned good. two players without mentioning the crack of the team, and that's Miguel Oyarzabal. Yeah, well, he's injured, so you know, uh, we'll so wait for him to get back. More case for me to say Valencia, two one, goals from Carlos Soler, and Gonzalo Guedes. Guedes, who's uh, had a pretty good career revival, if I do say so myself. Yeah, he's cool. Took a sip of the Fountain of Youth. Fair enough. Yeah, and, that, that, uh, that's an interesting name for you, PEDs. Whoa! Oh, hey, hey, I'm not saying. Whoa, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. But all I'm saying <laughs> is, I know somebody <laughs> who knows somebody <laughs> who owns one of the apartments in Mallorca, <laughs> who rents it out to youth athletes, who told <laughs> me that Gedish does not. <laughs> Damn, that's how rumors start. No, and, and then they'll knock his ass for getting it. And you're like, yeah, oh shit! And be like, oh shit! Yeah, you were yeah. right. And um, they said it on the Bottle Talker Talk podcast. And look at that. Fuck you, For Americans. the final match of the week, though, man, the most probably underwhelming. <laughs> you know, Mallorca. Uh, sorry, uh, Rayo Vallecano against Mallorca. <laughs> Come That's, on, Hoppy. No, he's he has a, a muscle, a muscle injury. He won't be available. Uh, oh man! But he'll be back soon, ah, shucks. and he'll be knocking him in sooner than later. And as soon as he does score, he'll post a picture of the game with a Bible verse right under. Yeah, yeah, because that's what Americans do. John three fourteen. <laughs> ah shit! Shit. Uh, you sure you want to go on record saying that? Net spend, my boy. Yeah. Anyway, that's our predictions for the week. Uh. Anything else you need to get off your chest? No. I mean, no Champions League this week coming up, huh? <gasps> oh, I think, I think there is. Oh, shit, oh, there is. Oh, let there me see. Is. Oh, shit, son. November 23rd. <laughs> Man, just when, just when I thought that we were done with the podcast, it grabs me by the balls. Yeah, and that's what Grab you want out of the these balls. games. You want it to just... Just you wanted to just really grab you, you know. <laughs> ah, too soon, too soon. And that's what you get with Champions League. They, you know, it's a good game. You by the balls. 
Um, man. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know if you want, I don't know if you want to go through the uh, the best ones. Let's go through the main teams, All and right. then and you know, then we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Dinamo Kiev visit or no at home against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is the top team in their table, in their group, I should say. Um, I don't see why this game should be any different. Yeah, Bayern should win this easily. And then uh, Villarreal versus uh, Manchester United. That's a competitive match. It two, is. Two good teams. It is. It is. Um, I think United should win, but I think just the way things are and Unai Emery being the better manager, I could see like a 1-1 draw, 2-2 draw. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it depends on how United perform on the weekend. But then again, that team is so fucking... It's so hot. You know, so, they're so hot and they're cold and... Up and down. Uh, it's tough. out too. I mean, it's shit. tough to it's tough to say. That might be to to their benefit. To, ah, yeah. I, I have he to say, be, he can't be world class, and then he can't be a a dead, uh, a positive for his team when he's ex when he exits. <sighs> I can't have that. But he's a World Cup winner. That he is, and one of the best players on that team. To be fair, so is a uh, I don't know Musa Sissoko. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, is he really? I think he was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, just random players. I mean, Benjamin Mendy, for fuck's sake. But. Can then Barcelona versus Benfica? Uh, oh, Xavi. 2-1, Xavi's yeah. first Champions League match. Well, as a coach. As a player, as he's, a coach. He, he's won that trophy a few times, actually. Many times. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, don't, don't let me bore you with that. I mean, you guys could do your history lookup. Uh, but mm-hmm. you don't got to look to history to see what they're going to do next week. And that's a 2-0 shutdown of Benfica, who... Shutdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, shutdown. I mean, shutdown. Why not? <laughs> they got the better team. I, how, I don't many, see how many not. clean sheets do uh, Barcelona have this season? Not many, but you know what? Sometimes luck. Like, even a broken clock strikes luck, the huh? right time twice. Luck. But, but uh, I mean, I'll take a... I'll take a 2-2 draw. But what if they start Gavi and, you know, Pedri... That's food for Benfica. Ah, uh, nah, Gavi's nice, bro. Have you ever thrown a bread in the in the pond? In the pond, and the ducks just eat that up? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what Pedri's going to... Uh, nah, that's nah, what Benfica's going to do on those young boys. It's going to look like Atalanta versus young boys. Fair enough. Uh, Chelsea versus uh, Juve. Easy money. What happened last time out? Um, I don't remember, actually. I do. Chelsea won? No. Oh, Juve won. Yeah. Oh, okay. I this is this is before we we thought that uh, Eduard Mendy was a Ballon d'Or candidate for some fucking reason. Well, he's he's up there. Ah, uh, he can't be. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, son, but you're daft. But no, this is a good game. I have a draw though. Uh, goals from Pulisic and and Weston <laughs> McKinney. Oh. <laughs> no. Imagine that. Weston McKinney's been scoring them left and right, club and country. So. I don't know. Well, I mean, they can't always fall to you either. Yeah. Well, Werner, Werner's out. Um, you know, Lukaku's still managing minutes. It would be a nice time to see Pulisic get a good go. But if anyways. he doesn't play, that that's problems. <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it's hard to say in that match. I wouldn't even be surprised at a nil nil. The nil nil. I, I I don't predict those too much, but. No, nah, because yeah. we like attacking football on this side. Fucking hell. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Next game, Lille against Salzburg. Again, a draw for me. Goals from uh, Tim Weah and Brendan Aronson. 
<laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> but not nah, all uh, Calf affair. Now, nah, dead ass though. I actually, I think Leo will win. I think they just have the better team. Uh, not by much, but two one, something like that. Something like that. Nothing. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And then um, let's see the next significant match. Sevilla Wolfsburg don't sleep. That's decent. Ooh, ooh, that's okay. Ah. What 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 American player plays for Wolfsburg? John Brooks. Ah. By the I knew, way, I knew there was an American player there. Who should have been on the team, but fair enough. That dude's wearing a turtleneck with a football with jersey. With a JV fucking football jersey. <laughs> Bomb-ass. Going 7 for 16 coming out like that. Boy, you should be ashamed of yourself. But isn't that like 40%? Nah, a little bit less. That's like... Nah. Well, maybe 40, yeah. yeah. But that's not good, though. 40% is not good? No, I expect more out of a player like, like him. He should be... With 15 after- assists? No, no, I'm not mad at the numbers. I'm, I'm mad at the efficiency. And we saw what he bricked up today. And it's the reason 40% why they lost. 40% not efficient? In what world? No, no, come on, man. What, 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 what's a good three-point percentage? No, no, that's the thing. That's, that's a field goal percentage. So that's including layups, know. you know? And I think, I, it, I think a player of his standard should be better than that. You know, 43%. I mean, that's okay. But if you average that all season, you're like, you're kind of like whatever's. Really? Yeah, because Wayne Ellington is. I mean, that's a good number. Forty-three percent is good for strictly three points, but, but if your if your whole field goal percentage is like that, oh, and this is actually this is through sixteen games, so I guess he's playing right up to the standard he is, which is, you know, okay, I guess. A near triple double. Fair enough. Uh. Anyway. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Uh, we're talking about John Brooks, bumass. Uh well, that's a Champions League center back, so we'll we'll put some respect on his name. But uh and well to be fair, Gold Cup Nations League champ, uh respectfully. But anyways, going on to uh Wednesday's match. Fuck man. Hey, Atletico Madrid against Milan, that's a good one. That is a good one. I should Say that I think Atletico will win that. I'll take Milan. One nil. Uh, Milan, man, they've really been unfortunate this tournament, but they're really poor right now, in the in the tournament. So, it's just probably best for them to go to Europa. They're, they're and, good and in. They're good in the league. Yeah, and in the league, yeah, in the league, they're playing very well. They're actually. undefeated in the league. Right, right. One of the last undefeated first teams. Place but, in the league, but in the champ- first. But in the Champions League, they're they've not. been unfortunate. They've been they're dead yeah. last, and they have really no hope of getting out now. Yeah, they're unfortunate, but I think I think Milan is actually a good team. No, they're a very good team. And, I and can tell you. Yeah. D- they have youngsters. They're, they're developing they're, as well. They're deep. Yeah, they're deep in. They're terms not the finished product, but I, I'll take Milan. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I'll take Atleti. I just I think they're just too much. They've been there, you know. Um, I don't know. Ne- next important match, I guess, Liverpool-Porto. That's a pretty good one. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, I think Liverpool wins that, uh, you know, 2-0, 3-0. Uh, I think so, but Porto has a uh, reputation for being uh, pretty tough on the ankles, if you know what I'm saying. No, they, yeah, they can be. They can be. I mean, which is, you know, unfortunate. You know, I don't like that style, but... But I just think Liverpool are just they have too much class for them. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I see a one nil. One nil, one nil, yeah. Uh next match, I think the best match of the week, by the way. Oh man, it's the biggest one for sure. Man City, PSG, um at Man C- at, at the Etihad, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh this is a very good match, but I'll I'll take a City for the win. Uh two nil. Two nil. You're gonna give it right back to them like last time? 
Yeah, I just think uh, City are the better team, you know. I mean, not only on performances, but, you know, PSG aren't in their best moment right now. It would be typical of City to lose this match, though, I will say, because, you know, when everything is going in their favor, they, they kind of tend to lose these kind of games. But Does it mean anything, though, even if they do lose? No, it, it, not on the table. They still make it out of the group, you know. But, I mean, does it mean anything they, if they lose as far as... Morale? Like, no. no, not morale. Like, uh, you know, as far as who they are as a team. No, no. Well, that'll depend on what the field shows us, you know. And a lot of times City will lose games despite, you know, just being the better team. Sometimes they just, they're, the, they're their biggest enemy by not being able to finish their chances. And all that, all that is important for winning games. So that's not giving credit to PSG. But I'm just saying that City should be able to outplay them. They just have better tactics. Uh, they have Cancelo, who's playing really well, and you know, just players that can make the difference. Uh, but you know, when you when you're playing against Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, all it all it takes is a few moments, and they can hit you on the counter or whatever it be, and and just a turn the game kick, on its head. A moment of magic, yeah. yeah, anything really. Okay, and then the next significant match. To a degree, because they did already win the first time. <laughs> Yeah, Real Madrid versus Sheriff. Uh, you really want them to just like? Uh, I, I need a four or five nil. Uh, I won't be. I won't be satisfied with anything less than three goals. Sheesh. If there, if it's anything less than three goals, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty upset, man. But I need Benz and Vinicius to turn up like they have been all season. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm not happy without without a, a bollocking. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that goes down. And that's our Champions League preview. Preview. Anything else? No, I think that covers. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, man. Two guys, two mics, two pints. Number seventy. Fucking hell. We're getting up there. Yep. We've been up there. Um, man. I think that's it. Yeah. No, I think yeah. Let's 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 uh, say our goodbyes and uh, listen to some Adela Costa. Ciao. Cheers.